0: this thing. Frighten you? No. You could have at least lied to me. Anyway, yes, it's that time of year, my favourite. Welcome to the Dark Ride, just in time for our Halloween special. Yes, I've put a great deal of effort into focusing on all things spooky, applying a special filter into the creator matic. I even had the saber tooth guy hang some meager decor around the dispatch station here to set the mood. No, not those. We just need to do some dusting. Apologies. Yes, well, without further ado, climb aboard, get settled, latch those restraints. All set? Excellent. Then away we go! Fans of classic horror, you've demanded it. You've begged for it. After decades, you wanted the return of Freddy, the return of Jason, the return of Michael. You got them all. And now, because of all of your efforts, coming next Halloween in 2023, nothing. That's right, next Halloween, the most terrifying horror movie release of all, nothing. Every time someone brings back a classic slasher, a beloved character, you hate every ounce of it. You climb all over social media and scream for the blood of those responsible. So now you get nothing. From now on, it's neutered PG-13 horror for teens and 27 more Conjuring sequels because absolutely nobody is going to ever spend a nickel on our favorite icons again thanks to your constant fanboy whining when a return doesn't match your itty-bitty fantasy lives. Halloween, 2023, and everyone after nothing. Get used to it because it's what you've demanded and what you deserve. To kick off the true life side of this spooky special, I'm here to bring you the scariest tale of my hometown. As usual, I have to preface this by saying this is entirely true, because you won't believe it. This will sound completely fake, made up, the script for a horror flick. It isn't. All of this happened, and is still happening. Independence, Missouri is a very historical town one of the most important cities in American history in a number of ways, and as such, it's a very haunted town. As the start of the three main trails heading west during the expansion, as the home of President Harry Truman, the list goes on of all the ways that independence and the surrounding areas played in the history of our nation. This doesn't even bring into question Kansas City, its big brother to the West. Part of that history is a very large old house that sits on North Liberty Street. Named after the original owner, the Vale Mansion was built for businessman Harvey Vale in 1881 for his family to move into when he became postmaster of Kansas City. Prior to this, he had been a successful and shrewd businessman, owning a great deal of postal related businesses and rail lines. It said he, quote, desired a magnificent residence as an outward expression of his wealth, unquote, in the mansion. However, while one source says it offered lavish hospitality to nobility and politicians, guides and historians at the mansion today say that Mrs. Vale was isolated and had no callers. She was never invited to social circles during her time in independence, which predated her move into the mansion. Regardless, the stay there for her was brief. Shortly after the move, Mr. Vale was brought up on charges of mail fraud along with several partners and faced a trial as Mrs. Vale suffered stomach cancer. She was left alone while he faced a trial in 1882 in Washington, DC. In February of 1883, while he was still there dealing with his legal trouble, she died of an overdose. Some sources say laudanum, some say morphine. Guides at the mansion today say accidental. All other sources say suicide. Vale was acquitted in 1883, despite some of his partners being convicted, and returned home. He lived in the mansion for 11 more years, never remarrying, and died there. There was a huge legal fight over the property among his heirs, lasting five years after his death. Then the house changed hands multiple times, with it eventually becoming a sanitarium that's an insane asylum for you folks in Pleasant Hill, in 1908. By this time, all the original furniture had been sold off, only the original marble fireplaces remained. Eventually, it became a nursing home before being closed down. In time, after falling into disrepair, it was given to the city and restored and tours began. They continue to this day, along with various festivals on the grounds, including the Strawberry Festival in spring, and Christmas tours featuring decorations as part of Independence's historic homes tours, including the Bingham-Wagoner estate and the Truman Home. For some time, the city built the mansion as the house that love built, noting Harvey's undying love for his wife. Yeah, right. Now we get to the reality The truth? Murky as it gets sometimes, as much of it has been lost as generations who knew it have died before it could be written down, the truth is that this is Jaws, but with a house instead of a shark. Growing up, everyone native to Independence knew of the Vale Mansion. In the 1970s, when I was a child, it was a terrifying old mansion, locked up and hollow. The city didn't take possession until 1983, when I was a teenager. You knew. You crossed to the other side of the street when you walked past the Vale. It was a bad place. Straight out of the Stephen King novel, not that anyone knew what one of those was back then, he wouldn't release Carrie until 1977. The old timers, friends of my grandparents who were older than they were, would tell the stories. People I can only dream of having been able to interview. People who would have been kids when all this actually happened in the late 19th century. First-hand witnesses. The tales told a very different story than the house that love built. Vale, they say, wasn't right. He was an evil guy, bad to the bone. The proof was in that house but now it was locked up tight, and they hoped it'd stay that way forever. He kept his wife locked in there. Wasn't allowed out, nobody was allowed in. He had this little alcove built for himself off the sitting room, they said, just big enough for an easy chair. He'd sit there, looking out over his property, through the three windows set up like a bay, staring out at the neighborhood and his yard for hours, just watching and inside that alcove, he'd paid some kind of woodworkers to change the wood. All the paneling had faces, weird, ghoulish faces. Some grinning, some screaming. Dozens, hundreds maybe, so he'd be surrounded by them. No one knew why, but no sane or right man would have such a thing done and spend so much money to have it done on purpose when his wife died he had her body put in a coffin with a glass top on his property where he could see her from that window not buried on top of the land so he could still watch her city eventually stood up to him complained after the neighbors threatened to sue forced him to bury her properly he wasn't happy but he was forced to move her to a proper grave but the footprint in concrete still there when he died upstairs in bed after having taken sick the story says all the windows in that alcove blew out not inward outward nobody there they just blew out like a mighty wind hit them all at once from inside the house the story of course said it was his wicked soul flying out to hell some said the fight over the property wasn't over who among his heirs wanted it but who would have to take it because they knew full well it was wrong. Now those were the tales. In 1983 the city took over, renovated it, and started tours. These early tours, they were honest. They confirmed much of what I just said. They included the alcove. As a young teenager, I was in that alcove. I stood in it. I saw the wood, saw the faces, looked out those windows. Entirely True. As an impressionable youth, it scared the living hell out of me. These faces were, no other word for it, demonic. The guide told us he used craftsmen from Italy who knew how to gnarl wood to get the grain to twist into shapes like this. There can be no explanation that can make the result anything other than madness. This was the stuff of nightmares. The guide told us they couldn't take us to the third floor. It was the remnants of the asylum as the tales had said they couldn't get the stench of urine or the stains of blood out of the wood and it wasn't safe anyway so they used it for storage both the asylum and the nursing home had been closed for abuses they told us so had the tales i'd heard previously more confirmation on the horrible history of this beautiful but oh so dark place they took us on a ride to the basement on an elevator An elevator meant for caskets. They told us it had once been a funeral home. Now, I can't find anything online confirming this, but the memory is fresh in my mind, as I can safely say I've never ridden on a casket elevator before or since. And by then, I was thoroughly disturbed, as this was supposed to be a historical tour, not a spook house. I remember some of the kids on the tour, I was with a school group, were too afraid to do it. So they waited upstairs while the older and braver of us went down downstairs had that sterile hospital smell and look morgue for the asylum and nursing home and prep room for the funeral home up and out we went into the daylight and glad to be rid of it and yes they talked of the ghosts primarily of mrs vale they'd seen her in the bedroom where she died still not free and Mr. Vale, sometimes seen sitting in his little alcove. Some years later, in my 20s, I tried to get permission to do a paranormal investigation going with a friend. He contacted them, and they said, absolutely not. In fact, in fact, if caught on the property, you'll be arrested. What? We knew others who had been welcome to do investigations in the past, but I'd been out in California for a few years. Then I found it. The whitewash. During my time away, the city decided they wanted the Vale to be part of that historic homes tour along with the very pretty Bingham-Wagoner estate, home to a pioneer family without troubles or cares, and the Truman home, home to Harry and Bessie right up till their deaths, cheery and white, just how they left it, like they were ready to come downstairs, Bessie making breakfast while Harry went for one of his famous constitutionals on the square. He invented that term for brisk walks, did you know that? Now you do. But the spooky old veil, the bad house, well, that just wouldn't do. So they covered it all up. It became the house that love built. Out went the ghosts. Slam went the door to the third floor. In comes Christmas and the strawberry festival. Bring the kids. Have some shortcake. That alcove? Rumors. No such thing here. You know how people talk. Look, there's no door off the sitting room. They walled it over. Yep, gone. Somehow even managed to scour most of photos of the wood off the web. I can find one photo now, black and white, of those faces. Ironically, they confirm the glass-topped coffin story but say it was because he couldn't part from her, and his reluctance to move her to a traditional grave was because he wanted to gaze upon her forever due to his undying love. Yeah, spin that so it isn't just unbelievably creepy. That? Oh, that's just my wife's corpse. Love her dearly. Want to watch her rot? Isn't she lovely? Wonderful shade of green today. This was the 1880s. Embalming had just been invented 15 to 20 years before with Lincoln's death. We can say she wouldn't have remained lifelike for long, but hey, undying love. Oh look, the worms have gnawed her left arm out of the socket, completely normal. Certainly not an unhinged evil old bastard angry because she set herself free from his clutches while he was away. You can just see it. You think you can get away from me? You'll never be free of me. Even dead, I'll never take my eyes off you. But no, undying love. Yep, that's it, sure. No more talk of asylum or nursing home abuses. No more talk of ghosts. No more talk of demonic faces. Just a cheery, pretty old mansion that a romantic soul built for his dear wife, who tragically died accidentally while he was away, Then he died of a broken heart years later. Come celebrate the holidays with us. I mean, it's Labor Day weekend, and we're ignoring the fins in the water here for decades. Recently, they've loosened up a little bit. No paranormal investigations allowed, but they'll show you one little piece of wood sticking out of the alcove area with a face on it. They say, well, you can kind of see a face here. They'll talk of ghosts, quote, but none of us have ever seen any. They have a Halloween event, Spirits with the Spirits, where local booze makers will let you sample their wares for a fee, all with happy little jack-o'-lanterns glowing about the grounds and with spooky events like apple-bobbing. The fact that the house needs many thousands of dollars of repairs likely has something to do with this. But they're still hiding the overall truth, intentionally. And I don't know of any other case in all of the nation's history where a city has done so. If you have any beliefs in spiritual things to say that this is, oh, I don't know, fraught with peril understatement this is a bad place with bad stuff in it bad things happened here done by bad people and it has a 150 year history of it from the very first day it opened we don't know how that works or why but at this house hey i'm not making this up in all but the most recent couple of decades, it's been nothing but terror and misery and death by a long list of really awful people. I'm trying to tell the world about it because the veil is still standing there on North Liberty Street. Come Christmas time, you can go walk her halls. They'll have carolers. Be merry, be festive. Just forget all the blood and pain and evil that the house has been witness to be responsible for. Because the City of Independence, they're doing their best to forget all of it. We'll hear a little bit more about the veil later on. We're not finished with her just yet. hi i'm clay and i'm derek and And we're spooky that's right welcome to another episode of spooky highways investigation team thanks for coming to our channel don't forget to smash that like subscribe and notification bell or a ghost may follow you home For today's episode, we're all the way down in Oklahoma at the Eldridge Hacksaw Murder House, rumored to be extremely haunted. Derek and I have already spent some time down here yesterday getting used to the place and trying to get some EVPs. The whole house is creepy, plenty of artifacts left behind. Yeah, that deer head in the living room gave me total Evil Dead vibes we've got some terrifying evidence that we want to share with you. Totally. This stuff will blow your minds, man. It's incredible. Okay, first off, we were in the living room yesterday afternoon and captured this. Is there anyone here that would like to talk to us? Anyone here that has anything to say? Whoa! I've got goosebumps all up and down my arms look at that can you zoom in on those full goosebumps from that i think it said i hear you don't you let me hear it again totally i hear you i got that just incredible okay here's number two we were upstairs in the attic space where two of the bodies were said to be found Okay, we were told two bodies were found up here. Are either of those people still here? We're hoping to speak to either of the people found here. Again, wow! Absolutely amazing contact. I'm getting I died here out of that one. Me too, me too, but let's play that section again just to be sure. No doubt. Zero doubt. Clear as day. I died here. We made contact. Definite contact. Now we have one from behind the house in the backyard where Old Man Eldridge supposedly tried to bury his family after murdering them with the hacksaw. Okay. We're outside behind the house. It's said that Old Man Eldridge supposedly best yet best one by far by far I'm not sure I'm on that one though I'm not quite sure it was kind of over when I was talking let's play the key part again okay okay I'm thinking help Yup, that's it you got it help when a spirits just asking for help okay last one now this one was down in the cellar, and this is super disturbing. Warning, this if you're easily disturbed, don't listen super to this one, okay? Scared. This isn't a traditional EVP. No whispers, no hard to understand stuff. This is like full on demonic speech, y'all. 100%, 100%. Check this out. Okay, now we're down in the root cellar. Several symbols were found here signs of occult activity Oh God, I don't want to listen again. Dude, it freaks me out so bad. We have to listen one more time. Oh Just man, the main my goosebumps part. have goosebumps I'm flipping out I don't think I can hang. I have to bail. I think I have to bail. Dude, chill. Just chill. That was yesterday, okay? Now we've got an episode to shoot, okay? Talking to you over the intercom. I'm back at the station, and I'm picking up some weird feedback or something over the ride circuitry. I can see you over the surveillance cam on the ride, but I can't hear you. Not if you've been hearing weird noises outside of the regular ride... stuff. Ah, yes, as I suspected. Okay, I'll start trying to track that down. Apologies, I'll... Oh, what fresh hell is this? Intrusion alert. Someone, or some thing, has entered the facility while the ride is in motion. No worries, you're safe and sound inside the ride. We, on the other hand, have company. SG, to me, we have an intruder to catch. Carry on. I'll try to track down the feedback problem once we sort out this trespasser issue. Dark out. Now we'd like to introduce our special guest for this episode. Host of his own successful YouTube channel, Nature Journey, we're proud to welcome Don Apex Predator Broderick. Apex Predator! Hey, you scared us there! Well, that's good, because I am a man who is afraid of nothing. That's why I agreed to join you fellas on this little adventure out here. Ghosts, haunted houses, any of that crap doesn't scare this apex predator any even a tiny bit. And I'm here to prove it. Okay, Don, cool, cool. Have you ever been on a paranormal investigation before? No, no, Kevin, I haven't. It's Clay. I don't really believe in any of this kind of stuff. I believe in nature, what's real, what I can put my hands on and dominate with my alpha male energy. I've never heard of an alpha male ghost, have you? Oh well, there was this one. Exactly! Say, what was the name of your group again? Spooky Highways Investigation Team. Spooky Highways, wait. So that spells don't, don't say, say it. it. You mean you know it spells don't, don't say it. Okay, whatever. Now bring it on. Where are the spooks? That's not exactly how it works. We could be here for hours and not really run into anything. Sometimes we... Hours? Don Broderick doesn't wait hours for things. He takes charge. Makes things happen. Now come on, you spiritual creeps. What are you, wimps or something? Cities? Little pensy boys, Apex Predator, Apex Predator, what are you doing dude, I'm spreading my dominant energy around monkey boy, Apex Predator, let's have it you demonic dickweeds, Apex Predator, Derek, you see that, that book over on that shelf is moving, got it it on cam, Oh, crap, it hit Don right in the chest. That the worst you can do? A little buck to the chest? That won't even leave a bruise. Don, Don, you better back off. We got some demonic evidence yesterday. I think you're making them mad. Things are starting to get serious. Demons? Demons, my hair, yes. Apex Predator. Look, dude. Deer head on the wall. It started to shake. Don, look out! Hey, Peckspitter! Hey, Pecker! Whoa! Whoa. The antlers on the deer have impaled Mister Broderick. Dude, right in Daddy's dirt tunnel. Don, Don, are you okay? Pull the deer. What? Pull the deer, pull it, pull it. I I don't I don't understand. I don't Pull understand. the deer, pull the deer, pull it. Pull. <laughs> there, <laughs> better. <clears throat> I'll be leaving now. I wish you, gentlemen, a good evening. Wait, what? I said, I'll be leaving now. Have Good evening to you both. Don, you can't go. We aren't done with the episode. I'll be leaving now. You can take your episode and s- till morning light. A good day to you now. And he's gone. Do you think anyone saw the strings, dude? No, nah, dude. Nobody saw the strings. that feedback yet. Is it getting worse? Drat. Afraid of that. We're still trying to find our trespasser. It's stealthy. We're following a trail of some matted hairs we found. Wait, boss. Listen. You smell that? Why would I listen if I was- (laughs) Ah, It's got me! It's got me! SG! Help! Help! Hold on, boss. I've got just the thing. Where are you going? It's... it's biting me! Ah! Put down that pointed stick and actually help me, you
1: fossilized
0: fool! Get his arm! His... his other arm, you shrunken senior simpleton! Stop yelling. I got him. I got him. Let me get this light on. Why, it's you. It's the Geek! It's just the geek. He's returned to us. IshGee, go find a chicken so he'll stop gnawing on me. <sighs> Alright, I think we've got this almost under control. If you can just hold tight until the ride is over, I'll try to sort out your issue, but it might persist until you're through. Nothing to worry about, though. All is well. Ow Good geek, good geek. Stop biting. Ah, close out this special edition, I want to take you back to where we started. The Vale Mansion. In 2009, my aunt died. It was a terrible situation. I was in a death march at my job. Weeks without a day off, ending in my longest work day ever. 27 hours straight in the office. Yeah. Because of that, I missed her. She died before I could make it up to Independence to see her one last time. Anyway. While it sucked, and I was a bit of a disaster, this serve as the only opportunity that ever arrived to take Jen, my late wife, up to my hometown to see, well, my past. Also, unfortunately, to see much of my family. She never got to meet most of them, and I deeply regret that. In the years following, poverty and job insecurity turned into failing health on her part and travel wasn't in the cards. So those three lightning fast frazzled days were all we had for her to see anything remotely close to my life before she came along. One full day was spent in and around Independence seeing all of the hot spots, childhood homes, family homes, grandparent homes, grade schools, all that stuff, a literal whirlwind tour while daylight held and time remained because we had to return to Texas the next day. On a whim, I decided to show her the Vale Mansion We were in the neighborhood. I had just driven past the Truman Library. I honestly do not know what I was thinking. Again, I was just fried. Months of working with no brakes, The newfound grief of losing an aunt i was particularly close to but hadn't seen in years yet never would again now followed by nine hours of driving straight up to kansas city then an impromptu dinner with as much of my family as i could assemble then a few stray hours of desperate sleep in a motel before this tour i'm surprised i could still speak english i knew jen better than anyone i knew her abilities better than anyone if you're a new listener You may want to listen to some older episodes to get acquainted. Suffice to say, think Lorraine Warren from The Conjuring. Maybe a little stronger. No, I'm not making this up. So without even processing whether this was a good idea, foreshadowing alert, I drove towards the Vale, which is in a quiet residential neighborhood. This required snaking through some side streets to reach the rather oddly square-shaped set of streets ringing the Vale grounds. Jen was in the front seat, my mom in the back, I was driving. We were all conversing happily. Then the screaming started. We were in sight of the mansion. The top floors, anyway. Not one of the adjacent streets never made it that far. Maybe two blocks away? Jen was screaming. Full tilt screaming. Kind of switching between screaming and shouting. I am not going to try to mimic her because I can't, and I value my voice. It went something like, blood, the blood, the screams, pain, the pain, and blood and screaming stop, make it stop, make the pain stop, make the blood and screaming and pain stop. I don't really remember my mom's reaction. I doubt it was positive. I was trying to get her to calm down or, you know, stop. Yeah, no. My reason slammed back into my head and I sorted out what had happened and I very quickly got the holy hell away from the mansion as fast as I could. Once I got a few blocks away, she calmed down. My memory is fuzzy. It was extremely traumatic for everyone. Fairly certain she said something like, what the hell was that? I explained. She said, or likely said, what the hell were you thinking? You can't take me near someplace like that without telling me. I wasn't ready. I had no idea. That was awful." At one point, maybe then, maybe later when we were alone, she was able to tell me that what she said sums up what she quote unquote got from it. Blood. Screaming. Pain. She did say it was the worst thing, the worst place, the worst anything she'd ever experienced secondhand. Like, not done directly to her by another hand. She also said if I ever took her within a mile of it again, she'd remove key parts of my genitals and shove them up my nose holes. Being Irish and Texan, I knew to take the threat seriously. As time passed, she said she'd just blocked the whole thing out. Remember, driving by the Truman Library, then nothing till we returned to the motel that evening. Likely for the best. As if I needed any further confirmation about the nature and the reality of the Vale Mansion, I got it very loudly from the one person in this life I've ever completely trusted. A person who, unfortunately, had cause to come face to face with many dark people and dark places and said, that place, that place was the darkest by a very long shot. Enjoy your Christmas tour. I'll be here in Texas enjoying a nice cold bourbon and waiting for that place to be wiped off the map and someone to salt the earth after. glad you arrived back safely. Not that there was any doubt. The geek is gone. No, he, they, whatever, they've gone off to find their fortunes. They won the primary in Florida, but were way behind in the polls for the general, so they wandered back here. Finding their cage occupied by our resident relic, they came looking for me. All is well, though. We said our goodbyes in that saber guy poked them several times with his pointed stick, and I said, "Git!" until they wandered off. "'Better for everyone, I think. Perhaps he can intern at the Capitol in D.C. "'As for your feedback issue, I think it resolved itself. "'Nothing but a stray bit of show data from a previous ride session, from when I told that amusing story about my dad scaring my uncle. "'Not an issue. "'I'll flush the circuits before the next session, and all will be well.' See, nothing to worry about. At the end of the day, just good spooky fun. Although if you do get around to Independence, Missouri, I suggest the old jail museum on the square. It's haunted, but the ghosts are said to be friendly, of an old marshal who lived in the attached home and a frequent guest at the jail. Nothing nasty at all. The square is lovely, too, and a nice distance from North Liberty Street. You've been warned. That about wraps things up, although I do have a secret that I can't tell you yet. Before our next spin on the ride, it will be revealed, however, and I do hope you enjoy it. Until then, remember wear a costume, hand out treats, don't blow out your pumpkin, and because life is a dark ride, always check your candy happy halloween these are the credits don't skip them these people are important all content written produced recorded and otherwise the responsibility of justin dark Or this is a dark production company all rights reserved 2022 podcast logo courtesy of evangelist designs thanks jimmy production company logo and artwork courtesy of designs that kill Thanks, Laura and Tyler. Contact us at darkridepod at gmail.com or on Twitter or Facebook at darkprodco. That's D-A-R-K-P-R-O-D-C-O. You get it? If I'm not still in Facebook jail, curse you, Zuckerberg! This is a dark podcast.